Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. This is the money man. That's right. Eddie Money wishing everybody a very happy holiday. That's a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, and everybody have a safe and wonderful new year. The Bob Seska Show. You know it was coming. <laughs> it's the Eddie Money Christmas song, right? Yeah. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, December 16, 2021. Uh, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. And that was... That was the money man, Eddie Money. That's the money man. That's right, Eddie Money. Wishing everybody a very happy holiday. Yeah. That's a Merry Christmas, yeah. a happy Hanukkah, yeah. and everybody have a safe and wonderful new year. A safe and wonderful new year. Oh, and by the way, my name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello. Day 331 of the Biden-Harris administration, 327 days until the 22 midterms. I am on Instagram, the Bob Seska, and on Twitter at Bob Seska underscore go. And here come the goth ninjas for the holidays. Yeah. They're both here. Holy shit. It's uh, Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast, from dash the dash bunker.com, also patreon.com slash from the bunker, and T Rex, David Ferguson from Astral Summer, astralsummer.bandcamp.com, support his music. And in fact, we have a, uh, I don't know if it's a world premiere, but we certainly have a show premiere of David's uh, Christmas song, his cover of Joni Mitchell's River, which has sort of been our theme for this holiday season. And we're going to be rolling that out uh, uh, later on in the show, about halfway through the show. Yeah, probably the most slasher wrist in the bathtub Christmas song ever. (laughs) Yeah. I got to tell you, there is so much bad holiday music, and I'm working in a retail store right now, and I just like, hell is me folding Little teeny tiny sweatshirts over and over and over while Elvis Costello's New York is a Christmas kind of town place, which is a god awful song. I'm so Jesus sorry. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I it's, used to work at a Sam Goody when I was in high school. And oh my God, the Christmas music at Sam Goody in a shopping mall, Springfield Mall in Northern Virginia. Oh, that what was. What is it with little kids' fun. voices? People love to hear like little kids I don't. barely uh. singing on key. And it's so painful. Hi, Jody. Hi. <laughs> Hi. My favorite Christmas record is Stephen Colbert's. Yeah. Oh, my God. His Christmas special when he was doing the Colbert Rapport is mm-hmm. one of the craziest half hours I've ever seen in my life. It is, I Brilliant don't know music. That. It was yeah. fucking yeah. hilarious. So Nut- fucking Nutmeg weird. alone was mm-hmm. fucking funny. But no, <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
I did go to a Christmas thing when my little sister's oldest, who is now twenty, almost twenty-five. Yeah. When he was four, mm-hmm. I almost put up my hands, going, "This many old," but you can't see me. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> he was this many. Yeah. So he's in kindergarten, and he's in this chorus of children that can't sing. Yeah. Mm. But they gave him a solo, and it was gorgeous. I'm like, when, when, how? How? Why is he singing so Was it well? like Oh go- Holy Night or something like that? Yeah. Perfectly on yeah. pitch mm-hmm. at four. And I'm all, would you? Uh, <laughs> oh, and we missed you last week on the I show, I know. My Jody. teeth are fine. Yeah. Well, you went to the dentist, which was a little sketchy at, at Christmas time because it, it could turn out to be that elf dentist from the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer special. No. <laughs> Hermie. And we, and we know how he deals with people's teeth because what he did in that special was he mutilated the goddamn Bumble. He dropped mm-hmm. a giant boulder on the Bumble's head. That was that was Hermie's form of anesthesia. And while the Bumble is knocked out, without the Bumble's consent, he rips out all of the Bumble's teeth. It's complete, like, dental malpractice. This really traumatized well. you, didn't it, Bob? <laughs> it did. It's apparently like that scene in Marathon Man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> then he looks inside Jody Hamilton's mouth. Molars and bicuspids. Luckily, I, I was supposed to have x-rays, but he was out for some strange reason, which yeah. is fine. But my hygienist, who I love, her name is Trish, mm-hmm. and uh, she's like, we're going to just measure your pockets. And usually around the crowns, it's really bad. And we're mm-hmm. like, threes and twos. I'm like, what? There's no sixes and sevens? Life is good. Um, no, but she did that. But he, he we're going to get x-rays in, in, in April. But mm-hmm. I just basically had a cleaning and some pocket checks. That's, That's so nice. And and your dentist wasn't being hectored by the chief elf, you know, kind of gay bashing not him? Not this <laughs> Not this point. Maybe Easter elves. Yeah. Are there Easter elves? That guy, the head elf in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, is almost like Alex Jones. He he sounds a little bit like <laughs> Alex Jones. I was just thinking that we You're right. Hermie. Oh, my God. Hermie, do you have weather weapons? Did you see tiny airplanes and helicopters? And, and suddenly I'm doing Alex Jones after I was doing the head elf from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. <laughs> it's the same guy. That's the whole thing. And then... What is it, Blitzen and Santa Claus are all assholes? And 30 years later, we became the goth ninjas. Oh, shit. Okay, so this is our last Thursday show before Christmas vacation. We're going to be back in action on January 4. But during the break, we'll have my indie Christmas playlist dropping tomorrow on our Patreon page. That'll be... About an hour and a half, guys. Like our our favorite twenty Christmas songs by our independent recording artists here on the show, and I put them all together into a playlist for you, and you can listen to that in the background of your Christmas parties or while you're going out and shopping or wrapping gifts or wherever the hell you want to do, and that'll uh, again drop on our Patreon page tomorrow, BobSuskaShow.com. Only for our Patreon subscribers at one dollar a month or more. And then our big New Year's Eve special is going to be dropping on Friday, December 31st. So it's not like one of those things where I just don't do any shows for the two weeks. There will be kind of a semi-show with the music and then a real show, uh, a New Year's Eve show uh, at the end of There will uh, be that content, week. you freaking yes, junkies. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, We're not going to leave you high and dry. Oh, and uh, one thing I wanted to mention, too, just by way of previewing what's going to happen on the Shadow Docket today, uh, uh, last week, David accidentally sent me some gay porn uh, via text message. <gasps> <laughs> that happened. We'll talk about that on the uh, Shadow Docket, uh, though. <laughs> yeah. 
Unless you don't I want to. I was actually Davis. sending it to a friend as a joke because yeah. he was like, I'm going on a first date. And I was like, uh-huh, I know about you and your first date. Um, <laughs> I mean, I was assuming it was gay porn. I mean, it could be the other, it could be straight porn. I mean, I wasn't entirely sure when I first looked at it because of the, the sex act that was being performed. It, it could have been either way. Could have been either way. We'll talk about that more in the show. Ladies involved. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. Uh, All right. Well, first, uh, the House of Representatives has voted to hold former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows in contempt of Congress for defying the January 6th committee subpoena. The vote was 222 to 208. 208, a bunch of bootlickers, a bunch of unpatriotic bootlickers. We really need to start using that word more often. And I don't mean bootlickers, I mean unpatriotic to describe yeah. the current Republican Party as they just treasonous. Try, yeah, treasonous as they uh, try to whitewash, uh, not a shock that they're trying to whitewash something, but whitewashing the first time this is ever the only happened. color they know how to wash. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Years of practice with the Klan sheets, you know. I mean, there was a mob of Republican voters who stormed Congress, seized Congress, occupied Congress, tried to overturn a Democratic election, and these guys are like, nothing, Burger. Nothing really happened mm-hmm. here. Womp womp. Well, along these lines, I don't know if you saw this story, but uh, Jonah Goldberg, who we called in Blogosphere 1.0, Doey Pantload, uh, has resigned from Fox News. I thought it was a pretty big deal. He resigned from Fox News because of all the disinformation and and the excuse making for the insurrection. Uh, Former Fox News contributor Jonah Goldberg revealed in a scathing new op-ed that many pro-Trump hosts at Fox News are dishonest about their support for the former president, Trump, of course. I know that a huge share of the people you saw on TV praising Trump were being dishonest. I don't merely suspect it. I know it because they would say one thing to my face or in my presence and another thing when the cameras and microphones were flipped on. And even when I didn't hear it directly, I was often one degree of separation from it. And uh, this is not a surprise at all. We know that the, some of the Fox, I mean, might not be all of them, but enough of them on Fox News Channel are entirely duplicitous. And we saw this with the text messages that were released through mm. the 1-6 committee, especially Laura Ingram, who's like, oh, shit, you got to tell the president to stop doing this. Tell them to stop invading You're Congress. You're ruining your legacy. Yeah, exactly. I was like, I was like, what a fucking legacy. Kids in cages. Our legacy. 800,000 yeah. people dead. You know, like, oh, yeah, ruining his legacy. Yeah, yeah. Well, he said here, uh, Goldberg, this continues with the uh, doughy pant load, I felt conflicted about speaking freely. Fox understandably doesn't like to pay people who criticize Fox or its talent, and there is something unseemly about it, he wrote. That was one reason why I left. Another one uh, was that I didn't want to be complicit in so many lies. Goldberg went on to say, I never deliberately lied on Fox, but he felt like he was becoming complicit in, quote, a series of lies of omission at the network. He also spoke of how he was the firsthand witness to dishonest people at Fox. Lies of omission. That's the thing that we need to be really cautious about when it comes to Fox News Channel. I don't think a lot of Fox News viewers understand that that's actually happening to them. No, they because, don't. Because, right, it's not the primetime hosts. It's not just the opinion shows. The right. way they assemble a newscast on Fox News Channel. The, oh, yeah. Yeah, the very serious all- news uh, hosts on, on Fox News Channel. 
the news is deliberately selected to portray the Democrats in a bad light and the Republicans in a positive light. So anyone tries to tell you, well, you know, when Brett Baer delivers the news on Fox News, it's, you know, it is fair and balanced. It's still in crayon, you shitheads. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, right. It's just, <sighs> so, I just, yeah, I remember that particular wheeze from when the Obama administration was actually trying to take, like, effective action against Fox News as yeah. a pseudo-journal, an anti-journalism organization, mm-hmm. which, let's never forget their fucking black ops room. Yeah. And the fact that they, like, bugged Nate Sherman's apartment, I mean, uh, Gabriel Sherman's apartment, and mm-hmm. just... I mean, it is a filthy, vile, disgusting shithole. Yeah, yeah. That it's like mm-hmm. the fucking deep water horizon of information, you know? I yeah, mean, just yeah. pumping out millions and millions of gallons yeah. of toxic sludge every second. What they're doing on Fox News Channel is they're selling confirmation bias. They're not selling information. What they're doing is they're just giving their audience what their audience wants to hear. It's pandering. And... Once again, well, much but like. Also, I mean, they've really like. I mean, I feel like they're stewing their viewers in a constant brain chemistry of yeah. like fear and rage, fear and rage, fear and rage, and like it's addictive, like gambling or mm-hmm. social media mm-hmm. or yeah. smoking mm-hmm. or yeah. meth, uh, and it really like it brainwash. It, it's uh, it's. You know, I mean, there's that whole like the brainwashing of my father mm-hmm. like documentary exactly. about yep. that, yeah. and so many people have become estranged from family members who started like mainlining Fox News and have become completely unreasonable. Mm-hmm. That's and right. Impossible to deal with and confrontational. It's like, you know, like you're just trying to have Thanksgiving dinner and Uncle Joe just starts in about whatever. And then when you like counter, they're like, liberals make everything about race and politics. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. dude, you just drop the N word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. well, There's no way for that not to be about race and politics. But, you know. Well, I mean, with with my family, my uh, my siblings mother passed away last year. Mm-hmm. So those that were at that particular memorial were just my brother and my sisters mm-hmm. because right. COVID. Yeah. And we were supposed to have a gathering last October down in San Diego mm-hmm. to memorialize her, which would have included me and Lonnie and, and other members of the family, but it required vaccination. And several, I'm not going to say several, at least three of my nieces and nephews mm-hmm aren't vaccinated by choice. Right, right. And their <sighs> children who now can get vaccinated also are probably not. Mm-hmm. And so my one of my two of my sisters who their children are these people were like, well that's not fair. And it's like, well if they're not vaccinated, we yeah. don't want them around. Yeah, I do that's- not understand the physical danger you're placing people in. I mean they don't I guess they but it's uh, and these are people with children. These are people with children who are putting their children at risk. Put yourself at risk in your community, which is horrible. Mm-hmm. But literally, you're not vaccinating your children? Yeah, and then the worst part about it, too, and this is the thing that we've lost sight of uh, with regard to COVID, is that it's not just about us. It's not just about the people who are immediate to us, our, you know, right. our household or our small community or whatever. It's not just that. It's about society and we yes. have completely given up on any idea, any sort of concept of, well, let's eradicate this virus so we don't have to live with it as a society. We don't have to continuously or inadvertently contribute to this, yes. this pandemic. The idea is that you're not just getting it. You're making it worse Worse for everyone. 
whether they live in your immediate community or not. And that's the thing that is getting flushed down the crapper at this mm-hmm. point. It's just like, ah, fuck it. We should only worry about ourselves. We should worry about the people in our immediate vicinity. But the whole societal thing of making sure that we can destroy this virus is done. It's gone. We're stuck with it. And it's a fucking tragedy that we cannot do this as a society anymore. We can no longer do big things. And you can say, well, it's Fox News Channel, it's politics, but it's also social media and how we've compartmentalized our mm-hmm. communities. We have now these yeah. little teeny tiny micro mm-hmm. communities, these little fiefdoms where we have our personal brands and we advertise these brands and and we make our politics and our opinions on COVID part of our brands. And that mm-hmm. becomes its own little community. But no one then is thinking outside of that community and no one is thinking in a, in a global sense. And that is where we're running up against a, a brick wall in all of this. And it's a goddamn... Goddamn tragedy. It really, really it is. is. Yeah. It, 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 there's a woman that called into Stephanie's show this morning who, with her booster, still got COVID. Yeah. Um, and she saw these other people doing their intake, you know, when you come into the ER, mm-hmm. hi, what's wrong? And they were asked, they're like, yeah, I had a COVID, uh, I had a positive COVID test. And she, the person that was doing the intake said, did you get vaccinated? And they both said no. And this woman looked at them and went, how dare you? New Jersey. Oh, my God. It's (laughs) societal. Who do you think you? And she was like, she went off on them. I'm like, good for her. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because you got to love a Jersey girl. Yeah. (laughs) And she was fully vaccinated and boosted. But, you know, Omicron is hardcore. It's it replicates in our bronchial tubes faster than uh, Delta does, yeah. though Delta replicates in your lungs faster, so it may not be as deadly. We're not sure, but it replicates so yeah. much more quickly that it's that much more um, uh, transmissible. And even with the booster, we're still only up to like 70, 75 percent mm-hmm. versus the 95 percent against the original yeah, COVID, well, which is and, gone now. And I'm like surrounded by customers that so are just rocking around without masks, raw dog in the air every day. Like it just, oh it's amazing to me. Yeah. The vast majority of people who come through there are not wearing masks. I, I see. I'm so not used to that because California, we're like, I well, pretty much never job, did. Yeah. I never unmasked. I just haven't. Me either. Yeah. And I haven't since this began. Like in June, it was like, oh, masks off. And now we put a mask mandate back on in California because our it's surging again. Exactly. And it's like, I've never, but it's only indoors, mm-hmm. you know, it's yeah, fine. Yeah. Um, but it's like, I'm still outside. And Lonnie goes, why do you do that? I'm like, cause I literally the other day perpendicular guy, walking and I couldn't see him. He couldn't see me. He wasn't wearing a mask. I was, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm sorry. And you know, here's another thing that I want to throw out there as far as uh, a point of discussion here, which is uh, the Omicron variant and Mm -hmm. the news that has now become sort of the conventional wisdom that, Oh, well, Omicron, it's just like the sniffles. It's just like a cold. You're just going to get a cold a little bit and then it's going to be over in a couple of days. And you're going to be fine. About the original. Well, yeah. And, and on top of that, it's not as if Omicron is the only variant that's out there. Thank the dominant you. variant is still Delta, and that's the serious fucking one. That's the one that could potentially kill you. That's the one that could make you uh, very, very sick, especially if yep. you're, you're not vaccinated, but even in terms of breakthroughs. And so it's not a matter of, well, I, I'm going to be fine because Omicron. 
No, no, no. How could, how do you know whether you're going to get you the don't Omicron? Pick and choose? Yes, I know. We we have been over this. It's not like and you Every single person who gets infected is a variant factory. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. exactly right. And exactly. so as a consequence of this, we're all still having to make these sacrifices. We're all still having to cut short the scope of our lives because we as a society can't do this. It's it's so immensely frustrating. It's so tragic. And that's why I was saying to uh, John Fugel saying on his show this week that I think my word of the year is disillusionment. I wish it was something that was more positive, but the amount of disillusionment that I'm experiencing about my fellow human being, and not just Americans, I think this applies to a lot of other places in the world too, that we just can't act as a society anymore. We just can't. And it's it's not just COVID. It's the fact that we have this movement surrounding an obvious, obvious clownish con man that continues to go on. In fact, you know, I was saying to uh, Charlie Pierce last night uh, on my show that there's a parallel that's going on between COVID and Trump. Both are things that we had hoped while they were in their really high watermark period, we had hoped that they would be temporary. Okay, right. well, Trump, yeah, maybe he'll serve one term and that'll be fine. And then people will go, oh, this fucker and move on. Or with COVID, oh, we're all going to get vaccinated and then it's going to go away and we're going to be fine. It's going to be temporary. Well, now we're learning that not only COVID, but Trump, Trump and COVID, the two most viral things in our uh, lives right now, continue on and on and on. And, you know, with, when it comes to Trump, it's more the philosophy or the idea. Trumpism is what's continuing on and on and on. And Trump. Trump himself continues to do his pathetic Jake LaMotta world tour with Bill O'Reilly, another co-loser. <laughs> you know what I mean? So right. that they can't sell seats to. Yeah. That, yeah. Right? Like they've been playing. But here's the thing. I feel like there's been a, uh, I, I think we'd be remiss if we did not note that there has been a tone shift this week in terms of the yes. committee, yeah. the January 6th committee, like, yeah. you know, oh, waving yeah. their receipts over their head, being like, bitch, mm-hmm. we have your receipts. Oh, yeah. You, you know, um, I just, yeah, then, I, you know, I don't know if you saw Raphael Warnock's speech from the Senate floor. Yeah, I saw that he did one, and I saw that it was pretty forceful. I haven't had a chance to watch oh, it yet, though. You About really voting haven't. rights? Yeah. 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 It, yeah. He yeah. shook the rafters. I mean, yeah. that yeah, his, his gospel, mm. like, oratory experience really came into play, I feel like. And it yeah. was it was soaring. It was and it really I think has kicked the Biden administration. What was that? <laughs> um the electrician drilling. Oh okay, that's fine. It doesn't matter. Sounded like a, I, sounded I'm like being a, drilled, like, boys. I'm being drilled. Sound like a ghost. Like, <laughs> I thought it sounded like a conch horn. Oh like, you know yeah. some Hawaiian standing on a cliff <laughs> blowing into his shell. <laughs> be awesome. You know what, David? I have the Raphael Warnock speech yeah. right here. I have the tape of it. This is the money man. That's right. Oh, Eddie wait, money. Hey. Wishing everybody a very <laughs> happy holiday. That's a Merry Christmas, a happy Hanukkah, and everybody have a safe and wonderful new year. Safe and wonderful new year. Money man. That's right, Eddie Money. Um, <laughs> Listen, he sounds so coked up. Yeah, I he don't. He does, I, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, God. Are you kidding me? Bless in, him. In the song, in the Christmas, Eddie Money Christmas song that I played a second ago. Sounds totally coked up. Um, I don't actually have the Raphael Warnock speech. I was lying about that. It was from Tuesday. And you, I mean, or Monday. <laughs> yeah. You should watch okay. it. It was intense because, uh, you know, yeah. he's talking about we're standing around with... He didn't say it with our thumbs in our asses, but or I mean, a dicks in our hands. You know, while you know, fascism is on the march, kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and he well, was like, you know what's funny is is cinema is the only yeah. one that's like, oh, don't carve out the filibuster. 
fine, just do it for that particular law. Exactly. Not for all voting She's rights such laws. She's a fucking dickhead. She really does not understand the assignment. Well, mm-hmm. and the thing yeah. is, it's like, you know, you're right. If you do it for all voting rights laws, she's not necessarily wrong. Yeah. But if we just do it for these three specific bills, mm-hmm. done. Well, that has to happen. It has to happen now. And and one of the reasons it has to happen is because in order to get there, they're shelving Build Back Better. Yep. And now they're doing this. And the problem is that if Build Back Better is shelved and they uh-huh. don't get the votes for yep. voting rights... Yep. It's a lose-lose. Yep. That's yep. the... Yep. No, this Look, one's for all not- the marbles. And I think yeah. that the, ultimately the caucus will get in line. I don't know what cinema will do, but we might be able to win over enough Republicans to get a simple majority on this. Uh, you might. Mm. You might. Lisa Murkowski, maybe, because yeah. she's up for yeah. re-election. But cinema and Manchin are not up for re-election next year. Right. Mark Kelly is, for sure. Oh, yeah. So he needs the voting rights bills to be passed. So he mm. needs to be pressuring her ass... Yeah, in I think so she's many one ways. of those incredibly awful people who, the more urgently you need them to do the right thing, the more they're like, "You don't tell me what to do." You oh, know, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right? I hate her call them so spoilers. Much. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's so frustrating. And the thing with Joe she's Manchin, though, you know what? We can take the power away from them very easily. I'm talking about Manchin and Cinema, and the way mm-hmm. we do that is Democrats turn out on mass next year. Yep. To give more Democrats Senate seats, and yeah. if we elect oh, listen, more Democrats we're in the Senate, out in Georgia, yeah, we are coming out for Stacey and for Reverend Warnock. Good, we are good. Going to fucking beat the boards. It's yeah, on. Yeah. Well, it needs to happen. It absolutely needs to happen because what you do is if you seat more Democrats in the Senate. Then you take the power away from Mansion and Cinema. Then, if it doesn't happen in the near term, we can get all of those things passed. We can get some of those uh, bills that have been passed by the House already, passed in the Senate and signed by uh, the President. This can mm-hmm. all happen, and we have the power in our hands. We don't need to mm-hmm. defer that power to you know, a state primary. We don't need to defer that power necessarily to, uh, to anyone else but ourselves. We just have to turn out and vote. And that's the, that's the key to all of this. We have to bring the energy and the enthusiasm and close that gap because the Republicans have it right now. The Democrats do not have it. And, Speaking of yeah. primaries, though, I have to give a big thank you to the charismalist turd David Perdue for being a spoiler of going up against Brian Kemp as a lame duck governor. It just it's yeah, uh, yeah. it's going to be bloody <laughs> and and it's going to completely diminish Republican enthusiasm and and hopefully suppress their turnout because, I mean, yeah. Perdue, I mean, ugh. Mm-hmm. What a clod. I mean, he's like, he makes Jack Kingston look like, you know, fucking Albert Einstein. Why do we getting back to uh, Mark Meadows, the uh, Justice Department now will uh, d- take this up and decide whether to pursue charges. Once again, it's the U.S. attorney in D.C. And of course, Merrick Garland has some say in that, too. And now the reaction on Fox News to this obvious disparity between, as we were saying before, the content of the text message versus what was saying what was said on the air is basically this it's basically 
Humana, humana, humana. I have yep. no idea. <laughs> they are really trying hard. I mean, they are bending themselves into pretzels trying to figure out how oh, to yeah. how to thread that needle. In fact, I have a tape here. This is uh, Jim Jordan and Sean Hannity and I believe Dan Bongino talking on Fox News uh, last night. This is the money man. That's right. Oh, money what, what am I doing? I keep pressing the wrong That's a Merry Christmas, button. a Happy Hanukkah, and everybody have a safe and wonderful new year. Thank you, cocaine. All right, so um, on a scale of one to ten, Jody Hamilton, will some of these uh, voting rights bills pass the United States Senate and get signed into law in the next uh, month? I'm at a five on that. At a five. What do you think, David? Eight. Eight? Wrong! The answer is six. (laughs) (laughs) Watch Warnock's speech. I think he knows that Manchin is being a dickhole on Mm -hmm. child tax credits because why not? I don't have fucking children. (laughs) Right. And I'm fine with paying my tax dollars for children. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And I'm not nearly as wealthy as he is. And I'm trying to get away from the mic when I yell. (laughs) <laughs> how people like feel like neglecting education and neglecting children is not going to directly impact your future. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. I like, don't Kids get are it. the building blocks of society. They are going to be tomorrow's leaders and we Hi. need to like uh, feed yeah. them and yeah. house them right. and educate them, you know, for, for me when I'm an old lady, if I make it there. But I think that the part of the reason is that Manchin and Biden aren't, according to reports, getting along on the build back better because of children. Mm-hmm. Um, Weirdly. So I think Biden is now going to go for the voting rights thing first. Yeah. Even I just though don't ta- understand how someone who has that much money, you live on a yacht, you drive a fucking Lamborghini, and you look like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mansion. The fucking uh, hair. It's almost like the richer you get, the less people are, I mean, the, the shittier the barber is or something. <laughs> Mansion denied his resistance to the bill was related to the inclusion of the child tax credit. He told uh-huh. reporters, quote, I'm not negotiating with any of you all, okay? This is bullshit. You're bullshit, okay? I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> what, and I'd like nine? to thank the Academy, uh, Joe Manchin, with the drama. Holy shit. He put himself into this situation. He's only getting asked yeah. these questions because he did it to himself. He's yep. been a stick in the mud about this ever since they first announced the Build Back Better bipartisan infrastructure deal back in whatever it was, June. He was there for the photo just like, I don't know op. how much better we should make life for Americans. I mean, that seems really like, I don't know, that makes me less of a billionaire or something. Yeah, I mean, just- yeah. Oh, uh, shit. Well, okay, in just a second, we're going to be uh, premiering David's version of uh, Joni Mitchell's River here Woo! on the show. We're going to hear a little bit of that. Uh, meantime, today's show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If there's something interfering with your happiness or maybe preventing you from achieving your goals, don't sweat it. I've got the solution. It's BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. BetterHelp will match you with your own licensed professional therapist in under 48 hours. You can log into your account anytime you want, send a, a message to your therapist and get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you don't ever have to go to a waiting room anymore. You can have your session from your bed, from your couch, wherever the hell you want. 
BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Seska. That's the website address. Link in the description under this episode at BobSeska.com. That's BetterHelp.com slash C-E-S-C-A. And join the over 2 million people who've taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. And here, your special offer for Bob Seska Show listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Seska. That's BetterHelp.com slash Seska. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show. We couldn't have picked a better time to wish you a Merry Christmas. Wonderful, David. Who's playing piano? Oh, honey, you sound so good. Yeah, yeah. This is actually from like 1995, believe it or not. Really? But I'm st- I sound exactly the same. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. You, your voice has uh, not changed that much. Who played piano on this thing? Is it really uh, a guy done? named Mike Wegner, who is a total journeyman musician. He mm-hmm. plays like every single kind of instrument from sitar to harpsichord wow, to piano wow. to guitar to saxophone. He's, uh, yeah, and he's like in a, a bunch of different bands here in Athens, but we had always like wanted to work together and. Uh, we just, like, someone asked if I would be on this record. It was a benefit record for our local um, mm-hmm. uh, Project Sane. Yeah. Just like a, you know, women's shelter. And so. Uh, Very I nicely just, done. Was, just extraordinary. Yeah, it's such a beautiful, good, good David. It's yeah, gorgeous. Yeah. yeah, and thank you for sharing it with us. Where can people download this? Is it possible to do that? Can people get this uh, for themselves? I'll put it up on my Patreon tomorrow. You can download it there. Okay, sounds good. Or are you going to put it up on uh, maybe we'll Bandcamp? Band okay, yeah, put it That'll up on... work. Yeah, why not? And uh, one of the reasons we're playing... astralsummer.bandcamp.com. Perfect, thank you. And uh, <laughs> one of the reasons we're playing various versions of this song is obviously in, in tribute to our friend Chez, who uh, uh, coming up this February uh, has been gone for five years. So it's the... Yeah. Uh, we're coming up on five years <sighs> for that. So I decided to... Uh, 
really lean into uh, his favorite Christmas song and, and give you a few versions of that uh, just in tribute to him. All right. So, uh, and by the way, this version of River, David's version of River, uh, will also appear on our indie Christmas playlist going up on our Patreon page at uh, patreon.com slash Bob Suska Show. That'll be available probably tomorrow, sometime after the after party, sometime tomorrow, late afternoon, evening, around there. So uh, watch for that if you're a patron. And if you're not, what are you waiting for? Get over there, sign up. It's a dollar a month, for God's sake. And you can participate in all the uh, the fun and comments and join our community on our Patreon page. Thank you for doing that. I know that Joni Mitchell has heard that version. Has oh, you, she really? Well, at that point, and I don't know if she still does this, but in the mid-'90s, if you wanted to cover one of her songs and publish it, she had to give the go-ahead. Oh, okay. So, like, the, you know, wow. the record company that put out the Benefit album sent yeah. it to her, and she said, yep, go ahead. Nice. Which I think she just wants to make sure they're not god awful, but like right. it just, but still, like it feels. You mean like, like techno pop version or? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they're out there though. I mean, well, we have uh, one last version of River that we're going to be playing this year, and that'll be on CC. tomorrow's After Party podcast with me and Kimberly, and that's going to be CC Grace's cover of and River. Girl, oh, yeah, she can sing. She can oh sing. yes, 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 yes. So this is the one I've been sitting on for. Well, well, I mean, in addition to David's version, which is, has been in my inbox since last year, uh, CC, <laughs> CC sent me her version, I want to say back in July or something like that. And I was like, oh, you know what? I, I can't play it now. I got to wait till the holidays. I got to make it the, like the last song I play on the show for 2021. And that's that's why we're waiting on CC Grace's version of it. And if you, if you want to hear it, Either, uh, well, either contact her personally or, God damn it, get your ass over to the Patreon page and sign up because that's yeah. where it's going to be. All right. She's great. So, uh, meantime. Uh, 2021, it was a motherfucker. It really, really <laughs> was. Like, and, and we thought 2020 was bad. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, 2021, as I was saying before, there's such a layer of disillusionment for me where I was always a little bit cynical about things just as that layer of gen x cynicism uh, you know develops in a lot of us who came up through the uh, uh, 70s and 80s and so on but for me it really hit a high watermark this past year just observing the ongoing fuckery from our our fellow human beings whether it's the uh, the acting out on airplanes or the acting out with karens and shopping malls or uh, the continued racial violence in this country the violence against trans people just the awful behavior that we exhibit that quite honestly Donald Trump and his copycats it's fucking awful and despite our best efforts we just can't fix this shit uh, the way it needs to be fixed and it's uh, it's sad it's it's pathetic that we're in this place now but you know, as I, I keep saying, it's Chinatown. I feel like yeah. the more I bitch about it, it's just like, well, what are we going to do? Well, what can we do? I mean, I guess... Your the- sister, my mother, your sister, my... Wait, what? I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, here's another example <laughs> of the kind of duplicity we see all the time. Uh, we were talking about this with regard to Fox News and the reaction to the text. Republicans who vocally blasted the American Rescue Plan uh, back in the spring are more than happy to accept the money for their states. We've seen this before. Blogosphere 1.0, I remember the first year of uh, the Obama administration when they passed the stimulus coming out of the Great Recession, and uh, all the Republicans were screaming about the coming communism. It was was Red Scare Mm -hmm. all over Mm -hmm. again back when the stimulus was first passed. And then they couldn't wait. These same Republicans screaming communism couldn't wait to pose with the giant novelty checks. Look at the money we're bringing to our our states. Thanks, Obama. 
Uh, except they weren't saying the thanks Obama part. Yeah, they no. were they were hoping we wouldn't notice. Well, that's all happening again now with the American Rescue Plan. Republican leaders across the country, according to the New York Times, have been engaged in a similarly awkward dance over the past few months as they accept and often champion money from the $350 billion bucket of state and local aid included in the stimulus bill, the American Rescue Plan, which passed Congress without a single Republican vote. In some states like Ohio and Arizona, Republican governors are spending the funds while attempting to undercut the law that allowed the money to flow. Other governors are faulting Congress for not giving their state enough money. (laughs) So, like, it's not enough. This bill that we hate, that we're criticizing, that we're saying is communist. Well, it's not enough money. You just need to give us more. More more of that. We want more of that communism, says Republicans. In Florida, with Ron DeSantis, which allotted a a total of $8.8 billion is going to Florida, has so far received about $3.4 billion, which Ron DeSantis said would go toward infrastructure, transportation, and workforce retention. The governor justified keeping the money by arguing that the federal government fueled economic disruption with shutdowns and vaccine and mask mandates that he opposed. So he's happy to take the socialism. (laughs) It's amazing. And what Uh, is he doing with his time? His new campaign is like the Stop Woke Act. Which is oh, like the yeah. most grammatically god awful mm-hmm. fucking like accident from the language lab. Please kill me, Alien Four kind of moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, uh, the Stop Woke Act. It's like you don't even have a quote mark in there, dude. Like, no, what does this even mean? Yeah, well, Stop this, Woke. You know what it actually is? It's a dog whistle. What they really want to say yep. is the N word. And right. they're substituting the word woke for this. This is the new yeah. racism. And they'll deny it up and down. Oh, it's not racist. We're just saying. Well, no, it is racist. Because what you really want to say is something else. You don't want to say woke. And woke is just a convenient shorthand for you. Uh, meantime, Christy Nome explained to fellow legislators how critical the American Rescue uh, Plan funds were to South Dakota and outlined how she would use some of the nearly $1 billion slated for South Dakota to invest in uh, local water projects like uh, making housing more affordable and uh, building new daycare centers. So yeah, Christina, she would vote against, she would not sign that bill were it to come to her desk if she were president. That's right. That's right. But she's happy to, happy to take the money. I always go back to God, that. She's a dumbass. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I always go back to that scene in the West Wing where they're doing the debate, the big presidential debate between uh, President Bartlett and James Brolin. And mm-hmm. uh, James Brolin's going off about socialism and, uh, you know, too much government spending. And then Bartlett hits back with, well, here's how much money Flor- your state of Florida received from other states like Minnesota and Massachusetts and Virginia and Alaska with their Eskimo poetry and so on. And, and then uh, he ends with, I'm supposed to ask a question, so here's mine. Can we have it back, please? And then the crowd yeah. goes bananas. And this is, again, the West Wing was talking about this 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And here we are once again, more of the same. Mike DeWine in Ohio signed legislation to use more than $2 billion of the federal funds to replenish the state's jobless benefits and to improve water and sewer quality and to improve pediatric behavioral health facilities in Ohio. So red state, deep red Trump country, red state Ohio is now taking all that socialism, isn't it? Money redistributed there. 
spreading the wealth around. Remember John McCain <laughs> fear-mongering about this exact sort of thing, taking tax money from a different state, people who live in a different state, and redistributing it to other states that might need it more? That, there it is, spreading the wealth around. <laughs> and Mike DeWine and Christy Noem and Ron DeSantis and all these other Republican governors are more than happy to, to suck off that government teat, aren't they? Who, who, who said that? Who am I quoting? About sucking off the government teat. I don't know. There was it was like uh, Gomer it might have been Rand Paul or somebody like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. some asshole like that. Oh, Rand Paul. I think who the first didn't time give... I read it was a Stephen King character. Yeah. Yes. What, what were you say about Rand Paul, Jody? I think well, I know Rand where you're going. Well, Rand Paul never approved of any sort of help. Right. Until Kentucky. Yeah. Disaster so, relief. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. Well, Not I, with Ann Coulter's dick. Yeah. Oh, do it with her dick. I mean, look, this is why red hats from coast to coast are going indiscriminately bananas, whether it's firearms or whether it's acting out on airplanes or whatever, partly because it's this kind of conflict, this Rand Paul business where, yeah, it's terrible to send uh, hurricane relief to Puerto Rico, but we desperately need it here in Kentucky. So send it on over, please. We'll take all of the socialism you can send us. That's what's making everyone go nuts. It's the cognitive dissonance that I think in this country that is... Just turning everything upside down. It's creating the American nervous breakdown. I mean, we've seen more examples of this week of this phenomenon where, man, it's nuts out there. And so getting this number of of people who've lost their spadoinkle to make the right choices when it comes to public health issues or democracy or whatever... Again, it's Chinatown. It's like, ah, shit. Well, it's inevitable. They're going to fuck us all up. They're going to screw it all up for everybody. And that's where I am right now. Disillusionment is the word of the year. Um, and this is another another angle for all of this, which is some of the malpractice being uh, uh, orchestrated by the press, by the traditional press. And, totally. uh, yeah, I mean, even Brian Karam, our friend Brian Karam, wrote this whole hit piece on Joe Biden in Salon today. And, uh, yeah, uh, you should see Hal Sparks' reaction to that one. Holy shit. Oh, I bet. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think Brian Karam realized it because Brian Karam appeared under an, another tweet by Hal Sparks in support of Hal Sparks' tweet. But I don't think Brian has seen the other tweet where, uh, where Hal just tweets, fuck you, Salon, <laughs> and then links to Brian's piece. Oh, and there, there's the leaf blower. The leaf blower is back. Yeah, he's back. back. Outside of David's house. Yeah, yeah. I was saying this before we started the show. Anyone who uses a leaf blower is wasting their fucking time and they're wasting their electricity. And you know why? Because you're just blowing the shit all around. I've tried using leaf blowers. I've owned leaf blowers. I've I've had yards in which there are a lot of leaves and I try to get rid of them. And I think, okay, well, the leaf blower is going to do it more conveniently. I don't have to rake. And then I'm there twice as long, just chasing after the little piles of leaves that are being blown around. And then they get blown back if there's a gust of wind it just goes right yep. back to where it was and i was no, it's just, a big dick toy it's, i mean <laughs> yeah, you never like see one. a woman out with a leaf blower <laughs> do you big dick toy yeah it's totally like a four-year-old's dream come true like yeah. let me blow some shit around with my big penis actually you know? our neighbors their their grandson has a little mini leaf blower and it's adorable yeah. 
Oh, people who listen to the after party know my history with uh, leaf blowers. Back when Kimberly and I lived in California, every time we do the after party podcast, the leaf blower guy would show up outside our window. I mean, it was like clockwork. And it became a thing where every after party had to bitch about the leaf blower. Oh, shit, here he is again. Right outside our windows. It's like he's standing in one place right outside the window right now. (laughs) Right, right. It's like he's not getting any louder or quieter. It's just like, dude. Yep. And he's like literally like dressed from head to foot in camouflage. Yeah, yeah. So like, which I don't understand. Like landscapers and yard people usually wear like a bright day glow color so they don't get hit by a jeep or something. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, yeah. But this guy like is like, oh, I may have to like disappear into the foliage at any time. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take one last break here. Maybe the leaf blower guy will go away during our commercial break. The new narrative from the press and especially from pollsters is gonna be. Joe Biden is too old to run in 2024. We're going to oh, talk for about fuck's sake. Yeah, we're going to talk about that and a lot more right after <sighs> these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other US businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska, we're hoping that your holiday is an extra special jolly day. Uh, Christmas song from Bob Malone. I think we all recognize this from the Charlie Brown Christmas special, right? Yeah, so good. I always put on the Charlie Brown Christmas, and I think this is going to be great, and I'm always like weeping by the third or fourth track. (laughs) I know, I know. It's so, you know what? It's a thousand times better than the Halloween special, which is yes, it's just a bunch of bullshit. I have a, I have several Vince Gallardi records because I loved his piano playing. Yeah. He is amazing. Mm. And so I bought a bunch of them on vinyl in the 80s. Wow. Vince Gallardi. And it's not just Charlie Bounce stuff. It's it's his other and it's very much it's similar obviously yeah. cuz yeah. that's how he wrote, but I just was like I love this guy and I'm going to buy his stuff. So I have a bunch of it on vinyl. You know the great uh irony about 
the Halloween special, the Charlie Brown Peanuts Halloween special. Actually, I like that. Well, they really tried to make the Great Pumpkin a thing. A thing. And it didn't didn't really catch on. Kids aren't really talking about the Great Pumpkin anymore. And I don't think they were. I thought that was the point. That Linus ends up in the pumpkin patch all by himself because the Great Pumpkin didn't catch on. Well, yeah, well, that's part of it. The great pumpkin isn't real, so it didn't show up. But uh, but I thought that that the idea coming out of that was that kids. Oh, oh now he's God, now he's got a, a chainsaw. chainsaw. <laughs> oh, even better. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you guys, I may have to throw in the towel here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yesterday I was scrolling through Twitter as I do constantly, and uh, I noticed a new poll from Morning Consult Politico is the uh, is the partnership, and it said here most Democrats want Biden to run in 2024, but if he doesn't, Harris looks best positioned for the nomination. And I was like, uh, on the surface, I originally went. In spite of all your fucking hit pieces, you assholes. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I originally was like, oh, well, it's just another one of these polls. But then it it occurred to me, oh, shit, this is a push poll. This Mm. is pushing out the narrative that Joe Biden is too old to run for reelection. Exactly. Or that he's too feeble or Uh whatever. It's playing into the whole Fox News meme. Fox News has been going crazy about this for the last year now, saying that, well, even going back to the campaign, that Joe Biden has cognitive issues and blah, blah, blah. And this is playing directly into that meme. In fact, this is taking that meme and injecting it into the heads of Democratic primary voters. Because that's who was polled in this morning consult poll. Democratic primary voters. So now Democratic primary voters in this uh, sample size across the country are now thinking, uh, maybe he is too old. Who do I want for second choice? Now now See, we have I to... Think, I think I'm seeing like the attempts to pin these different narratives on Biden, but they don't stick because he keeps being so relentlessly competent. I know. That's the thing. That's the thing. This White House is... I mean, obviously, they're not flawless. No administration ever is flawless. Ever. Right. But this administration is disciplined. They are hardcore. They're doing. They're making tough choices. They're doing the right thing. I mean, Afghanistan was not as clean cut as uh, everyone had hoped. But they it wouldn't was, have been with anybody. Oh, never would have been for anybody. Right. We right. knew that. But he Please. had the guts to do it anyway. Yeah. He had the guts to make the hard choice, and now we're out. And you know what? Most Americans support being out. And uh, and that's thanks to Joe Biden now. We actually are out of Afghanistan. But the, the, again, this is, all, uh, this is all the press setting up a narrative for the 24 election that Joe Biden doesn't even deserve to be there. Joe Biden doesn't is too old to uh, be yeah, able to handle another term as president. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what's so notorious about this is it's not just, uh, well, let's ask people what their views are. What's notorious about this is that it's injecting ideas into the heads of voters at a time when mm-hmm. we need to get Democrats unified. And you scratch your head and go, why aren't the Democrats unified on this? Why is the Democratic enthusiasm so much lower than the Republican enthusiasm? Why is the Democratic approval of Biden so much lower than the Republican disapproval of Biden? And it's probably because of this kind of shit. 
It's probably because people are getting this crazy. Yeah, this crazy fucking idea in their heads that Joe Biden is just uh, out to lunch. And I, I know it's happening on Fox News Channel. It's their thing. This is what they do. As Democrats, we should not accept this as a narrative. And, of course, Politico is at the vanguard uh, of spreading this nonsense. It's so immensely frustrating. You know, even- DC's finest birdcage liner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It really is just like, I mean, ugh. Garbage. Yeah. Um, well, meantime, a Pennsylvania man who sued to be treated with ivermectin has died of COVID. So I just wanted I'm to shocked. pass the story along. And I'm going to have spaghetti bolognese for dinner. What are you guys going to have? <laughs> <laughs> and then meantime, the United States has surpassed 800,000 COVID-19 deaths more than any other nation. Yeah. And you know what? We're still seeing, you know, a thousand deaths a day. And, yet- and they're preventable. Yeah. And yet there are still people out there in the public eye, people like Bill Maher trying to tell us that this is over. And it just it's like a punch in the gut. It really, really is. It's just like, well, fuck it. We're giving up. We're giving up because we just we don't have the energy anymore to deal with covid. So fuck it. Just let it happen. (sighs) What has happened to the United States? I mean, we. Kimberly and I are watching that series on Apple Plus, Apple TV Plus, whatever the fuck it's called, the Apple streaming channel. Right. And we're watching the series For All Mankind, which is kind of an alternative history of NASA. Uh, (gasps) I kind of want to watch that. Yeah, it's set up in which the inciting incident is that the Soviet Union lands on the moon first. But what it does is it extends the space race so that more achievements are made. And there's lots of interesting developments that emerge out of that. But again, it reminded me that, yeah, you know what? The United States can do impossible fucking things when we mm-hmm. really decide to do it. For example, yep. with, with the space race. Oh, it used was, to be. But I mean, yeah, we live in capitalism yeah. now. We live in a fucking <laughs> yeah, dystopic right. billionaire's paradise where mm-hmm. like the laws don't apply to you if you're rich. Yeah. And Time Magazine will make Elon Musk the man of the year. Like, it just, It's hard to emphasize it enough here in our modern context with our cell phones and computers and all the rest of it. But we had no business going to the moon in 1969, 1970, on through Apollo 15 or Apollo 17 into the 70s. With that technology, that technology, it was just, it was so archaic. And yet we made it work. We did it. We sent people to the fucking moon. Uh, with computers that are much less powerful than the computers we carry in our pockets. And so in that respect, that adds an extra layer of immense accomplishment to it. And here we are, we, you know, 40% of the country doesn't want to get a fucking injection. These fucking babies. Um, okay, let's see what else before we wrap up the show here. The... Um, Oh, oh my God. The 1-6 committee. Go, let's go back to this real quick. The 1-6 committee has uh, demanded phone records from everyone in the Rodeo Clown Caucus. Here are the uh, Rodeo Clown people whose phone records have been requested. So they're going to start with a request and then they're going to go to a subpoena pretty soon. 
Uh, Andy Biggs, of course, Paul Gosar, Lauren Boebert, Mo Brooks, the usual suspects, Madison Cawthorn, Matt Gates. Yeah, there are not any surprises on that. Marjorie Taylor sure. Green, yeah, Louis Gohmert, Jody B. Heiss. Uh, or not Heiss, me. Jody. I'm not related. This is guy it's Jody. A dude. Is, yeah, That's a dude. That's a dude. Jody B. No, Heiss. he's my congressman because we're gerrymandered in with America's Georgia, which makes absolutely <laughs> yeah, no sense at all. Right. If you look at it, it looks like a fucking dumbbell. <laughs> like... It's so stupid. It's yeah, uh, yeah. It's so, yeah. Plus, uh, every time I think, every time I hear Jody Heiss's name, I think about like you know Janet Weiss, Weiss, Weiss. <laughs> like Jody Heiss. Heiss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, plus uh, Jim Jordan and Scott Perry are the last of the two. What do you think? Do you think they're voluntarily? I love Jim Jordan. Like they were like a fucking Federalist was like Jim Jordan didn't say that in his text to Mark Meadows. Oh my God, <laughs> he said this. So this is going to go to more criminal referrals. It's just going to be, you know, the U.S. Attorney General or the U.S. Attorney in D.C. is going to uh, have lots and lots of work on his plate uh, coming out of all of this. And we haven't even gotten to the final results of the 1-6 committee, which will inevitably contain other criminal referrals outside of just contempt charges. They're going to send all kinds of referrals to the U.S. Attorney in D.C. And so I hope that office is ready. I hope Merrick Garland is ready. I hope the Justice Department is ready because this is the great news going into 22. There are going to be public hearings next year. And yes. The, and the public hearings, I think, will move the dial on recognizing 1-6 for what it ended up being. Which That's was what an, the Watergate hearings did. It's yeah. it's going to be that, and it, it, I hope they do it prime time. Yeah, like eight p.m. Eastern, five p.m. West West Coast. You know, two p.m. Hawaiian time. Yeah, it just needs to be done. Mm-hmm. If Fox News doesn't air it, yeah. There we go. Well, we also uh, here have a brief comment from Lauren Boebert about Ugh. whether <laughs> about whether she's going to be submitting her uh, phone records to the one six committee. Let's listen to Lauren Boebert here for a second. It's the money man. That's right. Yes, it's not Lauren. <laughs> I do it one more time. It's a Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, <laughs> and everybody have a safe and wonderful New Year. Oh, I was want to thank uh, one thing about the last the last several months though is that I don't have to hear Donald Trump's fucking voice every day. <laughs> yeah, That's I true. was watching Rachel. Maddow the other night and like they were showing him on B-roll with his big soft squishy <laughs> scrotum face like he really his chin is like a shaved scrotum it's just this, <laughs> this fatty fleshy like soft ugh I mean but like I don't I always like he's I don't I can't hear him and I thought it's such a relief because it really was just like a fucking rake across a chalkboard every time he opened his mouth. Well, did you see him talking about his meeting with Kim Jong-un and the cassette? Holy God. So obviously a bullshit made up story. And the way I know that is because Donald Trump was telling it. Obviously, the story he was telling with Bill O'Reilly at his first stage show with his uh, sparsely populated crowd of loyalists. Uh, he was talking about meeting with various dictators. He really enjoyed meeting with Vladimir Putin, Xi Jinping, and uh, and Kim Jong-un. Uh, but he didn't like meeting with any other leaders because they were too weak. That gives you an idea of who Donald Trump loves and admires as far as leadership style. So anyway, I, just, I think about that video of him sitting at the table trying to catch Putin's eye, like waving, like, hey, buddy, hey, look <laughs> yeah. at me, I'm a good boy. Oh, yeah. I know. Ugh. Oh, God, what an ass kisser. But then he was talking about Kim Jong-un meeting at the, uh, I guess it was in Singapore where this meeting took place, I believe. So he's sitting across this big conference table from Kim Jong-un, and he starts asking Kim Jong-un through a translator whether Kim Jong-un has ever heard of Elton John. 
And Kim Jong Un is like, what are you talking about? He's like, Elton John, he recorded this song called Rocket Man. So Kim Jong Un naturally <laughs> is confused by what the fuck Donald Trump is talking about with Elton John. And, and so right. Donald Trump elaborates as well. I explained to Kim Jong Un that Elton John does this song called Rocket Man, and that's where I got your nickname, Rocket Man, except I didn't call you Rocket Man. I called you Little Rocket Man. And then the crowd goes bananas. The crowd goes crazy. Oh, my God. He said his catchphrase. Here's some easy applause. Yay, little rocket man. He said it. And then he said, I took out a cassette. He said, I took out, I reached into my pocket and pulled out a cassette. And we had a cassette player. And I played for Kim Jong-un a little bit of Rocket Man by Elton John. What? What the fuck are you uh, talking about? And and they're saying that Joe Biden is the one with some yeah. sort of uh, senile issues. dementia. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This fucking bullshit. Donald Trump is telling a story in front of a crowd of his own people in front of Bill O'Reilly that he pulled out a cassette in front of Kim Jong-un and played Rocket Man on a cassette player. And it's obviously bullshit, and the crowd is just eating it up. The crowd is just, oh, yes, I love this. Trump played a cassette of Rocket Man for Kim Jong-un. And Lord help us, it's amazing there wasn't a nuclear attack. No <laughs> it's just shit. amazing that we avoided uh, that level of disaster. Yes. So, uh, goddamn, a cassette. A, a fucking cassette. He's talking about a cassette tape. No one's yep. used cassette tapes in 20 fucking years at least. Bite your tongue, Bob. I still have a player. Yeah, there's like a there's like a hipster cassette thing happening right now, but of course there. Of course all of my are. records, all of my vinyl, I recorded on tape. It, you, you know, you I think, think if we hadn't had COVID, it would be like a hipster thing to get rickets now or something. You know, or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, just like let's you know do the '90s, the 1890s, like yeah. Oh my God, that's that's the leaf blower. The fucking leaf blower is back. It's back. No, dude, I'm telling like, you, he does this for. Hours. It sounded like I was accidentally playing two songs at the same time. The end theme there and <laughs> something else. I, I accidentally cued something else. But no, it's just the leaf blower. Fun. Okay, good. Fun. <laughs> yes. uh, and now my cat's yelling at me, so there's that. <laughs> All right. All right, so uh, still more show to come. You've only heard the first uh, two acts of the show. The third act of uh, our Tuesday and Thursday shows happens on our... You know, it's weird. It's like... With the leaf blower, the tone that the leaf blower is making is is like interfere. Okay, it stopped, so I go back to this. Um, I forgot yeah, what I was saying. My mic. What was I saying now? I don't know. Forget. Oh, we're yes, going to right. the shadow docket. The shadow docket is happening, and it's the third act of our Tuesday and Thursday shows, and it only happens on our Patreon page, Patreon.com/slash/BobSuskaShow. If you sign up at five dollars a month, it's just five dollars a month. It makes a great stocking stuffer, even though you can't literally stuff it into a stocking. But uh, you can go sign up, and uh, for $5 a month, you get two Shadow Docket shows every week as your reward. Plus, if you sign up at $10 a month, you get the two Shadow Docket shows plus the after party on Fridays. I'm just saying, $10 a month. And if you sign up at $15 a month, you get the two Shadow Docket shows plus the after party on Fridays. Plus, we take out all the commercials from the free version of the show and give that to you. No commercials. And plus, you get the entire show plus the Shadow Docket in one long chunk. <laughs> That's how I describe my show. One long chunk. <laughs> I feel vaguely insulted. Ew. It is kind of disgusting, isn't it? Yeah. 
Ooh, David. Fuck you! Ooh, ooh, David. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah. Like, this is uh, Goth Ninjas, I guess. We're signing off until after Christmas, so... Yes, indeed. Everybody have a, have a safe and happy holiday. <laughs> That's right. Have a great Christmas break, everybody. We'll see you again on uh, July 4th. Take care. And, July 4th? Uh, Wait, oh, July 4th, it was January, January 4th. January 4th. Shit. You're really going that long? July 4th? That's I was long. like, are you telling oh, me man. I've been fired? <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.